Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of 3 John is focusing on the theme, No Greater Joy. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. Appreciate you joining us as always. Want to show you my mug that I have for today, my coffee mug. It says, Oh Snap on it. For those of you that are listening, not seeing the video, it's a uh, coffee mug with a really beautiful picture of a camera on it. I love this coffee mug because it's really classy and it holds a lot of coffee and it's stolen from my daughter, Hannah. Actually, kind of, she abandoned it when she went to Australia, so it's now mine. According to that very famous proverb, finders keepers, losers weepers. Not sure if that's in the Bible, but uh, it's in my uh, it's in my line of thinking. So I've got a nice coffee mug, and I appreciate you joining us today. We are in Second John. Actually, we're in Third John. Sorry about that. And we're talking about a really good example of hospitality. Uh, a really great Christian in the Bible, kind of an unsung hero, whose name is Gaius. And John has referenced that Gaius is to be commended because he loves people, he loves the brethren, he tries to help them, and he has a special love for people whom he has not even met before, a love of strangers. That's the, the word for hospitality. And he is welcome, uh, welcoming them into his home. He receives these itinerant Christian preachers. He tries to bring them forward on their journey. We've talked a little bit about this for the last couple of days. And in that vein, we are in 3 John verse 7, uh, where the Bible says, because that, for his name's sake. So John is now talking about those that make their journey, that are itinerant preachers, that teach and preach the gospel from place to place. The Bible says, because that for his name's sake, that's the Lord, they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. What a statement. For his name's sake, they went forth taking nothing of the Gentiles. This would be a great verse for any would-be missionary because it speaks not only to motive, but also to methodology. So these are early preachers that are living by faith. And they're saying, we're willing to go even though we're not entirely funded. We're willing to go because we know that where we go, there are going to be other believers, and we know that those other believers, like Gaius, are going to do their part uh, by using their stuff and using their houses to help us along our journey. This is going to be a symbiotic uh, endeavor in which we're doing the, the, the preaching, we're doing the teaching, we're doing the going, but they're doing the funding, they're doing the helping, they're doing the lodging. It takes a group uh, to get the job done. And so the Bible says that they went forth for his name's sake. So I think that really speaks to why do we do what we do? So think about what God has called you to do. Maybe God has not called you to leave your home and go to other cities and preach the gospel. Uh, But you have a ministry in your local church. Uh, You have a responsibility within your home. Uh, We all have a calling from God in that sense. So the Bible says they did what they did for his name's sake. 
I think about that statement. In other words, that the reputation of the Lord uh, Jesus Christ might be bettered. It might be enhanced uh, for his reputation, for his cause, uh, under his authority, for his glory. I, I wonder, can, can it be said of me that that's why I do what I do? The Bible says, not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. You know, we do what we do for Jesus. Uh, we don't do it to be seen of others, I service. We do it because we know that Jesus is wa- watching and we know that we're doing it for him. And we know that ultimately approval must come from him. And uh, it's only two choices on the shelf, pleasing God or pleasing self. Why do we do what we do? So John is saying, hey, Gaius, you've done a wonderful job by engaging in ministry, by helping these people. And I just want you to know that these are good people that do what they do for the right reasons. And I wonder if maybe today might be a good day for you and me just to check ourselves. Do I do what I do for good and godly reasons? You know, the Word of God will help you to determine that. Uh, One of the purposes of the Word of God is to show us the thoughts and intents of our heart. And I think as we approach the Lord and say, Lord, show me me. Reveal to me my innermost motivations. Show me a picture of myself. I think that attitude, along with a careful reading of God's Word, will show you things about yourself that you could not and would not have seen otherwise. I think about what David said in Psalm 139 when he said, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me. Lead me in the way everlasting. What is David saying? David's saying, God, you know everything about me anyway. You made me. You formed me in my mother's womb. That's that same chapter, Psalm 139. So therefore, I'm praying to the God who knows everything about me anyway. Show me things about me that you know that I don't know yet. And I think that's a a great way to pray. Certainly here in 3 John 7, we see some people that were going about God's business for the right motivation, for his name's sake. Well, then the Bible says in verse 7, because that for his name's sake, they went forth. So when we truly live for the glory of Jesus, it causes us to do things and to go places that perhaps we would not have considered doing or going before. So they, they, for his namesake, went forth. I think about people like Timothy, who left his mother and his grandmother in Lystra to go out on that second missionary journey. I think about people like Philip that left that thriving revival in Samaria to go to the backside of the desert. I think about Abram, who left the Ur of the Chaldees and went to a land that God would show him of and lived the rest of his life, a rich man, but lived the rest of his life in tents. Why? He was searching for a city whose builder and maker was God. Uh, I think about Moses and others, and that ought to be your testimony and my testimony, loosely holding the things of this world, uh, keeping a loose grip on stuff, willing to go, willing to stay, ready to do whatever God calls us to do. And I think that when our motivation is, Lord, I want to be in the place where you receive the most glory. I want to do the things that are going to cause your reputation to be more greatly enhanced. When we have that spirit, 
then we can trust the leading of God in our life. Huh, what, what does the Bible say? In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So as we acknowledge the Lord and have, are bent upon wanting his favor in our life and, and his reputation to be reflected uh, from my life, then we can trust that he is going to direct our paths. That, that's the Bible promise. It's just as simple as that. So the Bible says, because that, for his name's sake, they went forth. And then I love this, at the end of verse seven, taking nothing of the Gentiles. So when they went on their missionary endeavor, when they went to this city and that city, stopped in the city of Gaius and maybe went to Ephesus and Colossae and Thyatira and Laodicea and all the other places, when they went, their, their purpose was not the purpose of other itinerant preachers. So understand that back in Bible days, um, all religions, even the false religions of, of, of Rome and before that Greece, uh, and all the multifarious false gods, it was common for the promoters of a particular religion to go from city to city and to expect an offering, to expect that people would remunerate him or her or them for that trip. And what the apostle John says here is that these Bible preachers, these gospel preachers, uh, they did not take anything from the Gentiles. And the point there is they are not trying to merchandise unsaved people. They're not using the ministry as a, um, a money-making scheme. No, they would rather go to a city and allow other believers like Gaius to express hospitality so that when they come and preach the gospel, they don't do so with strings attached. A great example of this is found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, and I don't have time to explain all of it. In matter of fact, it'd be a good supplemental passage for you to read today because in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, essentially what the Apostle Paul does is he says to the church at Thessalonica, hey, here's how we came to you. And when he talks about we, he means Paul and Silas and Timotheus. So when we showed up in Thessalonica, we, we didn't come in to collect a love offering. We didn't merchandise you. Uh, we didn't come in with flattering words. We didn't come in to try to promote ourselves and become famous. Uh, matter of fact, we worked a side job. Why? Because we didn't want you to think that we were preaching the gospel for money. Now, does that mean that the Apostle Paul refused to be remunerated for his work? No, not at all. He would receive a love offering, certainly from other believers. Remember, the Bible says in uh, Philippians chapter 4 that they, the Philippian church, they sent an offering once and again to Paul while he was in Thessalonica. So it wasn't that Paul was against getting paid or against receiving a love offering. No, he was all for that as long as it was given in love by fellow believers who understood his mission. You see the, see the point there? So verse seven of 3 John really is a great verse for all of us. Whether you're an itinerant preacher uh, that goes from city to city, or whether you're just a faithful layman and you're, and I shouldn't say just, but you know what I mean, uh, a faithful Christian in your local church, the point is we do what we do for him. And what we do when, when we do, when we, when we do what we do for him, then we're willing to go where he tells us to go and do 
what he tells us to do. And when we do what we do for him and go where he wants us to go, we're not gonna go to try to merchandise from unsaved people. We're not there to profit from others. We're there to profit others. See the difference? That's a big difference. It's the difference that Christ can make in our lives. Only one verse today, but what a powerful verse it was. So I hope that uh, helps. We will see you again next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.